All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What a lovely positive Friday. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Jason Greger, Connor Halley, as always, it's presented by PlayAlberta.ca, uh, where you can get in the game. Stay within your limits. Use your game sense. Go to GameSense.ab.ca. We are live, as always, in the Ewell studio, where uh, right now they're trying to figure out a way uh, to put a little spark in the order's defensive play to Ewell, because they are your uh, electrical distributor. Know everything, because the uh, orders could use a spark, especially in the second period. It's like all of a sudden the battery goes dead. Between the first and second intermission lately. And uh, then they need a boost after the second. It worked against Detroit. It did not work last night. And I'll tell you, if they try to do it against Dallas, it'll be ugly. Because the Dallas Stars are good. This is going to be a really tough game tomorrow for the Edmonton Orders. And uh, Calvin Pickard getting the start. So I think maybe a little bit of a you know a unique strategy by the head coach. Uh, Pick, Skinner can't play every game. And... You're like, hey, guys, Calvin Pickard's played well, right? His last five starts, he's won them all. Now, he hasn't played a Dallas team. That's fair. And he also hasn't played behind the orders being Lico Rama like they have been the last few games, so that'll be a challenge. But maybe uh, this is the little one to just kind of get guys notice. Hey, and also to give Pickard, like, what if Pickard plays really well? Eventually, you need him to play against some good teams. So there's uh, opportunities here. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we welcome uh, in studio... From uh, Orders Nation, what are, you, are you trying to be on tour for the poker tournament? What's with the shades? What's uh, going on? <clears throat> you have my name wrong. It's Manpreet Maria. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Where do right. I get my booster juices? Uh-huh. I get two. I couldn't believe it. He said both my names yeah. for free booster juices. This is the greatest day in Manpreet Maria's life. Yeah. Nice. Why am I wearing sunglasses? Mm-hmm. Do you want to know the real reason I would tell you if we weren't on the radio? Or do you want a radio version of why I'm wearing sunglasses? 
Give me the real reason. I was watching TV last night. Perhaps you've heard of the Oilers. They were playing the Blues with a young man, my son, who's three, Wanya Jr. And he looked up at me, Gregor, and he said, Dad, you're my best friend. Yeah. And I was like, this is a moment. And then he reached back and took his toy train and cold cocked me right in the glasses. Like, I don't know what made his neuron fire and decide to punch daddy in the head with a toy car. My glasses are broken. And these aren't for looks. I need glasses to see. And my other glasses got, Daddy, you're my best friended. And he's too little to get mad. And I said, you know what? You're a good kid. Daddy's going to wear sunglasses until he can figure out to fix his glasses because I didn't have time today. Oh, well, so, okay. Well, did so, you drop them off at the eyewear place? They, so they are, can or- yes. Oh, so they're on en route to get ordered? They said, these can't be fixed. Where'd you order these from? I said, the internet. They said, well, look who. Can you have them fixed on the internet? No, you can't. You got to well, come to a real okay, place. But is it the is it the lens that's fixed or just the arm? Like the arm hinge. Okay, got- whoa, 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 whoa. Just wait a sec. So you're telling me you could have just taped them. Tape them. You could have put tape around the corner and just been like this, you know. What am I, a mad scientist that just escaped the lab? Who tapes their glasses? But in theory, you could have. No, no. I'd rather have sunglasses on and look cool like Bob McGowan. Oh, all right. Okay. But in theory, you could have. I could have. All right. Okay. So, uh, so that's what we'll see. That's how Manpreet Maria does his business. Okay. All right. All right. Now, um, the uh, the Edmonton orders uh, not a very good second period uh, yesterday, to put it lightly. It's rare to see the first line get dominated like that, but the first line for the orders last night in the second period got dominated, and even parts parts of the first period five on five. I don't know how to watch hockey this good. I don't know, like you're not going to be able to win eighty two consecutive games, right? And I I'm not this familiar with this being this above five hundred. I don't know, like, do you just have off nights en route to a championship season, or how does it work? Like, I don't think you got to get too worked up game to game, do you? Uh, well, when you've given up 13 goals in three games. That's... But after winning 16 straight. Well, yeah, but 16 straight's in the past now. Who but cares? But you can't win, every, can't win 21 games straight. You're right, but you can lose every game if you continually give up four, right? And so I think that the concern for the orders is, A, now their penalty kill is suddenly, which was great, Allowed seven goals in four games. That is a concern. That's not good. Um, they, they've had back-to-back games where their second period has just been absolutely atrocious. So, yeah, it's not, oh, my goodness, fire the coach, call up guys from the minors. Yeah. But it is worthy of a conversation to say, hey, and the coach, look, he's he's trying some new line combinations again. Uh, I am going to be monitoring their penalty kill to see if we see some changes because I have noticed a difference in how teams are attacking the order's penalty kill. They like to rotate their forwards. They don't have a traditional box. They haven't had a traditional box in a long time in their penalty kill. And and it's worked. It worked really well for a few months. But other teams scout, and they found, to me, a little weakness in the top in how they move the puck across because they're moving the puck quicker now. And the other, the way the orders have, like, the one up and three back on the penalty kill, they're getting exposed a little bit lately. So what I don't know is... Have the players suddenly got out of sync, or is it the the other teams are just reacting to it better? So I got to watch that closer. But yesterday, the Blues not only did they score twice, but they did have eight. Um, on a lot of the other chances, they just like they had the puck, they were moving it around, and you know, like Edmonton was on their heels a lot. So uh, it is something for me to monitor tomorrow against the Dallas Stars. Who, funny enough, uh, their their power play is a little meh, even though their five on five is absolutely killing it, and they got a lot of guys scoring. So. 
That's what I'm monitoring if I'm the Edmonton Orders. Like Mark Stewart, of course, oversees the penalty kill, right? It's always a game of cat and mouse. You'll, you'll, you know, you'll have ups. I didn't expect the Orders to be at a 90% penalty kill the rest of the way, right? As they were for 33 games. Like that was a really good 33 game stretch for a penalty kill, but you don't want to just erase it all and now be 53% like they have been for four games. It's a hard thing, momentum, right? Because I think that you're you're bound to have a letdown after an epic streak like that, right? I don't know what, do what, you remember what Columbus did, Gregory, of the mind that remembers everything after Columbus went in their huge run back in the day? Yeah. Were they flat afterwards, or how did they come out of it? Um, They, afterwards, Columbus, I think, went, if I'm not mistaken, I think they were like, in their next 20, they were something like 11 and 9, so above. Yeah. Right? Um, Pittsburgh, you can't compare because they ended the regular season. They tied their last game of the regular season. Then they went to the playoffs, won the first round, then lost in seven. So a little bit different because it's the playoffs. Um, so, and I don't know, that's from team to team. It's hard to, to notice how they react. Um, you know, did the break hurt them? I don't know. I can't say that for sure. All right. Some guys have played better since the break. Others have played worse since the break. So it's probably flip a coin. It wasn't like the orders went into the break playing dominant hockey. They're, they'd shown some signs of leakiness beforehand, right? Like people were texting the show and we were talking about it like, you know, you know, like they're winning, but they're not winning great. So, um, they are loading up McDavid and dry saddle tomorrow. And I'm not one. I don't really get that upset about that for a game or two. I don't, I don't mind it. I think, I think most of us know that come playoff time, They'll probably play McDavid and Drysaddle on separate lines just because, right? It's, you know, you got two, you got two drivers, right? Like, I, I don't get mad that Nugent Hopkinson is a driver because realistically, there's not many drivers in the NHL, like true drivers who can control the play like that. There's obviously McKinnon, Austin Matthews, you know, David Pasternak in, in a sense, right? Elias Pedersen, but I'm not even sure if there's 25 like real drivers in the NHL. So I wouldn't expect the orders to have three of them. Uh, they got two. Um, but the other thing is you, you, if I'm the coach, I'm going to experiment at different times of the year because what if I do have to play McDavid and Drysaddle for whatever reason in the playoffs for a game? I want to have another line that's at least had some time together so they're not completely discombobulated thinking, man, this is the worst. I wonder when you look ahead to the schedule, do you feel as though it's not doing them any favors? They've got so many games in hand. Like, How do you create a sense of urgency right now for a team that's been this hot and knows they're kind of in a good position? Well, the urgency is to get a home ice advantage, dude. You don't want to go into Vegas for game seven. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't think that the orders are that, well, I would hope not that they're that arrogant to think, oh, we're just in a comfortable position here. Like, I, I wouldn't, I don't get the sense that that's what they've done. They've just, they've hit a little bit of a funk. And the key is now they can't let it extend to 10 games, right? You have to stop it. And at worst, you're five and five in 10 games. It's not great. But it's not like gut-wrenchingly bad. And that's what I think they have to do. And so you, like, they lost to Vegas, they beat Anaheim. They lost to LA, they beat, so they're in a win-lose, win-lose one. So it's not terrible yet. But if all of a sudden you lose to Dallas, well, now you're two games below. Now you gotta beat Arizona and then you gotta beat Boston. Right? So you, it just makes it a little bit tougher for you. So I think the order is they just, you don't want to ruin all of your, your good graces. By, ah, oh, yeah, we played well for a few months, so now we can just take the foot off the gas. And I don't think that, and I don't think that's their mentality, to be honest. They've just, cause I watched how they played in the first and the third periods in both the last two games. They were actually quite good, but their second period was so bad. And, and that's the concern because when the orders were, were 
a team, even last year when they were good, the problem was they would still have the mental lapses. And you can't do that. That's cost them in the playoffs. Everybody who watched it, game five and six, the second periods in both game five and six cost them the series. And in one game, it was a three-minute span where they gave up three goals. Series over. And so they have to figure out a way to eliminate that from their game. Otherwise, you go into the playoffs, can you really trust your team to not self-implode? I'd block those second periods out. You just undid a summer's worth of therapy. Yeah, so it's uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't good, is all I'm saying. So I don't, uh, you know, we'll see uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, no, it's it's one where I think they got to play better um, overall. What do you make of the Calvin Pickard start? I think you can't have Skinner in every night. I think Pickard's proven himself to be fairly able of late. I don't know what his goals against average is, but he seemed fine. Yeah, you're right. Well, hey, Pickard's been okay. Yeah, uh, you know, you're giving him like. One of the best teams, one of the hottest teams in the league, the best offense. It's a good test for him. And I kind of like that in a way. Everybody's saying, well, he's only playing the bad teams. Well, well, usually, not always, but usually if, if you look at your backup and he starts 25 games, I'm guessing 20 of them are going to be against the bottom teams. And not bottom 10, but like bottom half of the league. And that's kind of normal and, and how it is. And you'll mix in a few. And so if, if you're Calvin Pickard, this is a great opportunity. And I think that's how he looks at it. Like, okay, I'm taking on the Dallas Stars, man. I Good performance here. It just earns me more trust because the orders, I crunched the numbers. They have 32 games left. I think Pickard has to start at least 12. Is that the load management you would recommend, theoretically, 60-22, thereabouts? Well, I had it at 57. I don't even want to get 60. Hmm. So 12 starts for Pickard would mean that Skinner plays 57. If you give Pickard 13, then it's 56. You know what I mean? So I, I really believe for the orders that now they're lucky in a sense that their April schedule, they've got all those back-to-backs that Skinner can't get overplayed too much, and then they just go crazy and for some reason want to play him in all the other single games in between, which I don't think is going to be the case. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. So I would try to like to balance it out and and have Pickard get in a rotation where he's playing a game a week right now. And and so he'll play this Saturday, and then you can play Skinner on Monday, you can play Skinner Wednesday, and then they're going to split the home and uh, the back-to-backs next Friday, Saturday, right? And if you can get into that type of rotation where it's really never more than three straight for Skinner down the stretch, I think that's good. I like Pickard, though, all season long. Like, I don't have a sense of worry when he's in net. I think he's played quite well. 424, when we come back, uh, Craig Button. The uh, Florida Panthers, the Dallas Stars, two of the best teams in the National Hockey League. Uh, we're going to play a Who Do They Need next. A little uh, three weeks away from the NHL trade deadline. We're going to uh, pick a team, find some players that you think are matches for those teams. If you got any, let us know, 833-401-1440. 4.30, welcome back, Jason Greger. Connor Halley, Wanya Gretz with you on Sports 1440, Orders Nation YouTube and uh, Facebook. And it's time for a little uh, trade talk brought to you by Action Electrical. And uh, remind you, getting down to crunch time, two weeks left. That's it, two weeks, and then it's gone. The $5,600 grant from the uh, federal government. Uh, it's been in place for two years. For those of you who want to get solar, it's a big savings, huge, but it'll be gone. So you're probably still thinking about getting solar. Well, don't wait because you'll just lose 5600 bucks. Basically, you'll save it because once it's uh, March, it's gone, not coming back. Go to actionelectrical.net and they can help set you out and make sure that you get your $5,600 savings. 
Craig Button, former NHL GM and scout, uh, ace analyst for TSN, joins us. And Craig, we're three weeks away from the uh, NHL uh, trade deadline, so we're going to have a little fun game uh, today. There, obviously, everybody kind of knows uh, some of the names that are out there. Uh, Jake Gensel, like I want to start there as a guy who was a GM. And uh, let's say your team's interested in Gensel. We assume, you know, Pittsburgh doesn't get back on the rails, that they're going to trade him. Would would you, like, how would it work? Like, could your doctor do an exam? Does a doctor talk to their doctor to ensure everything's good? Like, how do you know for sure that the guy you're getting is going to be ready to play? Because we, we all know sometimes it says the injury's three to four weeks. It turns out to be four to six weeks. Couple of things. You don't need Jake Gensel until April 22nd when the playoffs start. That's a, that's the first thing. So he's got lots of time to heal. Uh, number uh, to answer your question about the medical part of it. I mean, it's it's now about medical reports. Jake Gensel has to give permission to the Pittsburgh Penguins to share his medical reports for anybody that asks. And I don't anticipate that uh, that he wouldn't give that permission, but that's the first step that has to happen. Now, any general manager can phone Kyle Dubas and say, you know, what what, what is the injury? Well, it's a it's a it's a separated shoulder. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a separated shoulder. Uh, we've assessed it. It's uh, they, they think it's uh, about a four to week injury. So so you kind of get a, a baseline of what a separated shoulder is. But if you're going to trade for Jake Gensel and, and you're going to give up some uh, something to get him, and certainly you will, you want to know the, your, your medical staff wants to know, okay, what, what do the x-rays say? What does the MRI say? What, what are all the medical reports? Your doctors talk to their doctors that are, that are treating it to try to have that sense of confidence and satisfaction that – you know, Jake can get back. And, and there's, what you're really trying to assure, try to become uh, assured of, is that there's not structural damage where you hear now, oh boy, this is uh, going to need its labrum surgery. He's going to be out. He, it, it won't hold up. Right. Yeah. That's what you're going to try to do. And so understanding all that that goes into it, that that's what teams would ask for. I, like I said, I would expect Jake to grant permission uh, and, and, and then move from there. But if everything checks out, to me, Jake Gensel is uh, based on on trade bait boards and everything that goes with it. He's the best player available. So, if you had to pick one team, which team do you think is the best fit for Jake Gensel? Vancouver Canucks. Number one, their their president, their general manager, and their coach all know him intimately. They were part of the two Stanley Cups where Jake was instrumental in there. I also think that they could trade players that would be attractive to uh, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, and, and the guy I look right to is McKayev. McKayev was signed by Cal Dubas. He's got term on his contract. They're going to have to move some money out. Now, the, the other interesting thing about this now, too, is, Jason, let's say, let's just say for, let's say it's an eight-week injury. No. You could trade for Jake Gensel, put him on long-term injury reserve, and never even have to worry about the cap. Yeah, I guess. Um, and I understand. Not you guess, you yeah. know. Not you guess, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I understand, but like, I looked at guys like, like Kucherov had a legit surgery, right? And the doctor signs off that he's going to be out for the, the mi- minimum four months, right? Then you can debate if it's an extra three weeks and Mark Stone. If he doesn't have surgery, it's a little bit harder, no? No, no, it's not harder. It all depends what the, 
what the, the what the situation. Now, I mean, you're not going to be able to sit like because you have to submit medical reports, yes, you know, exactly. to put somebody in. Mean. Right? I, I'm not suggesting. I'm not suggesting <laughs> that you're going to be nefarious in it. I'm saying that let's just say that it was an eight week injury. Let's say that the doctors looked at it. Let, let I'll just say whoever the doctor said, "Geez, this is this is going to be at least a six week uh, healing process," and then we're looking at another two weeks. Well, now I'm just saying what could be another path. I'm just looking at it straight. Let's move past that. I mean, that's all uh, around long-term injury. Ilya Mikheyev, I mean, the Pittsburgh Penguins have to get younger. They have to get faster. They're, they're looking for players. You know, could they get a, could they get a prospect? Could they get Mikheyev? I, I think there's a fit there. And I think uh, Jake Gensel playing with Elias Lindholm would be really significant. There's a big portion of the Oilers fans online, Craig, and I count myself among them. They're putting the cart before the horse and getting ready to go meet Jordan Everly at the airport when he comes back to Edmonton. I'm wondering if you think it's a fantastic idea to bring him home or if you think it's a wonderful idea to bring Jordan Everly back to Edmonton. Listen, I love Jordan Eberle. That's not what I'm looking to add to my team. I, I want some size. I want some speed. I, I know what Jordan Eberle has done in his NHL career, and it'll be celebrated uh, for having a magnificent career. I'm trying to win the Stanley Cup. I'm not interested in Jordan Eberle. And, and that, that's as straightforward as I can be, Wanya. That was harsh but fair, sir. Yeah. Uh, th- there are some other names, Craig, uh, out there. Like, I'm, I'm very curious. Now, I hear that New Jersey's trying to re-sign him, and I totally understand that and I wonder if they don't and although they could easily get back in the race and then maybe they don't even bother trading him because they want to they want to get in and I think in the east there's a lot of teams that feel geez if we get in especially in the in the metro that we could probably win the division I don't, I don't know if they're like Florida and Boston look like and Florida looks like the best team for sure um if you look at Edmonton who do you think do you see uh like what about Anthony Mantha where do you come out on Anthony Mantha as a possible fit for Edmonton so were you talking about Tyler Toffoli? No, yes, I was talking about Toffoli. I think he's the best yeah, fit for Edmonton, but I don't, I'm not sure if the Devils, like I hear they're trying to re-sign him is the last thing I heard, and I get why they would. He had 34 goals last year. He's on pace for 36, so I get why. But uh, if they can't, I yeah, think yeah, he's yeah, the best I, fit. I, I hear it, yeah. yeah. That, that would be a great fit in my view. I mean, t- Tyler's a good goal scorer. He's a really good two-way player. He, 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 he's been part of uh, good playoff runs, a Stanley Cup with the LA Kings. To me, like you're looking for a second line winger, Tyler Toffoli would be an excellent fit. Now, I also think Tarasenko could be a fit from, uh, from Ottawa to slide into there. Again, a, a goal scorer. He's played on the right wing. He can shoot the puck and score. Anthony Matha, the current general manager of the, uh, of the, of the Edmonton Oilers drafted Anthony Mathen when he was with the Detroit Red Wings. So yeah. Ken Holland knows Anthony Mathen very, very well. I think Anthony is best served being in a secondary scoring role, which is where he would be in Edmonton. Again, somebody with size, somebody that can shoot the puck, and, and, and he doesn't need, you know, volume ch- chances to, to score. Yeah. He, he, he's got a real knack for scoring. So, you know, Anthony Mathen, Tyler Toffoli, Certainly, I think to Tarasenko, I mean, those three, uh, you put them in a basket. I, I think those are the types of players that would fit nicely for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Chris Tanev. Is it too, like Toronto, I think we all know, yes, Toronto. Is there any other team that you see as a good fit for Chris Tanev? 
Yeah, the Winnipeg Jets. I think I think he'd be. I think trying to take some of the burden off of uh, Josh Morrissey would be really important. Demello's played really well there, but even taking some of the pressure off of him, adding a little bit more size, the penalty killing that goes with it, pushing Pionk down the lineup a little bit, let, being able to add somebody that can play twenty hard minutes a night. That's what Chris Tanev. Chris Tanev isn't brought in to to bolster the depth in your blue line. He's you're bringing Chris Tanev in to play 20 hard minutes a night against other teams' best players. And Chris can't. Chris Tanev can do absolutely all of that. And if you want to be competitive and win, and I know there's a lot of talk about does want to pay. You know, one of the best defensive teams in the league needs scoring or blue line. Maybe they need both. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just trying to fit where Tanev trying to push a team a little bit further ahead. You mentioned earlier about the East. I think the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Tampa Bay Lightning, if they want to go deeper in the playoffs, end up in a wild card spot and end up in the first wild card spot and go over to the Metro. <laughs> I think Toronto and Tampa Bay's best chances are to go through the Metro, yeah. not to stay in the Atlantic in the third spot. And so when you talk about the, about the Metro and you talk about teams – the West is hard. You look at the West, and it, it's a hard path. It, it, you, 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 nobody can t- – Vancouver, Vegas, Edmonton, and the Pacific. You got Dallas, Colorado, and Winnipeg in the Central. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and only one of those teams can get to the Stanley Cup final. I mean, and only two of them can get to the conference final. I, I mean, it's unbelievable to think about the strength of the West. Yeah, well, those top uh, few teams, Craig, I agree. We we talked about the Dallas Stars earlier. Like, my goodness, like, they I don't see any real weaknesses on that team. You know, maybe some defensive depth is what they want, but nobody, they got the best scoring team in the NHL. They got six, eight, six guys already with 17 goals, seven guys with 17 goals. No one else even has four. Uh, then you look at, they got the most goals overall as a team. Uh, they, they got uh, Heiskanen on defense and Thomas Harley, Frank. Now you, you scouted him many years ago, Craig. You know, like he's only 22 years of age and he was drafted. I think it was 18th overall in 2019. Um, and you look at his progression now, right? Like, did you, did you, is this a little surprise at how quickly it's come? And did you see this type of goal scoring potential from him? Not the goal scorer. And I thought he was, uh, I mean, a really good player. I don't think there was any question about his potential. He, he, elite skater. And, and the goal scoring has been really impressive. I, I thought he was going to be a player that was going to be a real good puck transporter, either carrying the puck, a really good uh, d- d- distributor of the puck, you know, getting into the right player's hands. But you watch how he plays and, and, and how he scores. No, I, I didn't see that. And certainly – when you when you look at that blue line, see, I think Tanif would be a great fit in Dallas too. I think trying to get Hawk and Paw a little bit deeper down the lineup would be a real good move. Now you have Hawk and Paw. I mean, you, you start to look at how that blue line could set up nicely. I mean, I think Tanif would be a great fit in, in, in Dallas as well. But certainly with Thomas Harley, and, and I, I'm going to say this right here, right now, I, I, I thought Thomas Harley and Philip Broberg were comparable players. And Thomas Harley has has reached a level of play where you, you're, you're certain, and there's still lots of uncertainty uh, in, in, in some quarters. May, maybe some certainty that, that he's not going to progress with Philip Broberg. But but I thought because of their skating and the way they they they, they 
they moved the puck, transported the puck, that they'd be similar. But Thomas Harley has uh, certainly established himself as a front-line defender in the NHL. Yeah, Craig Button joins us from uh, TSN. Yeah, he's, he's really jumped up. There's no question about it. Uh, we did have uh, uh, Broberg's head coach today, Colin Chalk, on about how just, you know, the improvement he's seen from him. And uh, it's amazing when you actually play some minutes regularly, how that can help a young guy. So it's uh, <laughs> uh, shocking on that no. one. Can, uh, you know, Jason, I mean, you've been in the media and I've been in the media for a while, but they always talk about reps, 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 oh. and how much more comfortable you get in the media with reps, right? And that you just described Robert. You're sitting in the press box, not playing meaningful minutes, not progress. If you don't get them, you're not going to move forward. It's really hard to do. Oh, yeah. I don't care who you are as a player. It's, it's difficult. Yeah. The Colorado Avalanche. Craig, um, now we don't know, uh, you know, if Landeskog, geez, the guy's been out for a long time. So, you know, maybe he'll play. And if he does, you know, how much does he have? I have no idea. But when I look at that team, especially got Nichushkin, who's, you know, right now, it's got, it was 30 days here recently for him, but you don't know when he'll be coming back or not. They got to make some additions, I think, if they want to get by Winnipeg or Dallas, right? Like, no question in my mind. What, what do you think is, like, I think they might have to add two guys in, in Colorado to bolster their offense because Nathan McKinnon and, and Rantanen, like, they kind of remind me of the orders a few years ago where they got two guys carrying the offense and then there's a massive gap between them. Yeah, I watched the uh, Colorado Avalanche and I watched the game last night against Tampa Bay. And Colorado to me strikes me as very similar to Tampa Bay. Yeah, and, and when both those teams won, they had a lot more depth in their lineup, both on the blue line and, and up and up front. And, and that's, that has, you know, it's not the same. It, it, it's evaporated. So when you, when you think about Colorado, I think their third line's really good. Miles Wood, Ross Colton, and Logan O'Connor. Obviously, you have McKinnon and you have Ranton and up front there. Lekkonen has come back. I, I think there's a real gap after that. And, and I think there's a gap in their second line. I think there's a gap in their third, in their fourth line. I think there's a gap on the blue line. You start to, you know, they had Eric Johnson. They had Landeskog. They had Nachushkin. They had Kadri. Yeah, and, and, and I can go through the Tampa Bay. We all know who the players were in Tampa Bay. They don't have them anymore. That's why they're, that's why they're kind of moving along. We know they're good enough to be at the level that they're at, but I totally agree with you. I, I think that both, uh, both of those areas, and there was a lot of talk about Jake Allen going to Colorado yesterday and the, a deal brewing or percolating. Who knows what happens there? A backup goaltender, a, a tandem goaltender, a, a defenseman, and and some and some better forwards that can play on your second line. I think are in order for the uh, Colorado Avalanche if they want to be real serious about the Stanley Cup or putting themselves into a better position to compete for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, Craig. As always, we appreciate it, man. Good stuff. Uh, enjoy the weekend, and uh, we will chat with you next Friday. Good, yeah. You have a good, uh, have a good family day weekend. It's always a, a nice little any, any pickleball uh, nice tournaments? Little break after any pickleball tournaments. Uh, I played pickleball last night. I'm playing. We're playing Sunday. We have our we have our league Sunday. No, no tournament. No okay. tournament uh, for family day. But I, I'm going to Toronto. It's funny. I'm getting a lot of a lot of people that are playing in Toronto. Say, bring your pickleball racket. You're going to be here for ten days. We want or your paddle. We want to play. Oh, all right. I said okay. I don't. I, I don't you're know what to do. So basically, you're telling trying to take. Basically, you're telling me you're on tour now. <laughs> okay, how about this? Will you be my sponsor? I'll, I'll, wear, I'll, wear, I'll, wear, I'll, I'll wear a shoulder sponsor. Uh, yeah. you know? <laughs> sure, sure. Well, I need to see your game, though, first, you know, because I can't. we just can't put the Sports 1440 logo on anything. You know, you got to be well represented. So. 
Yeah, I, I got. But you know, the like I think your face, like a like a, a face of Jason with fourteen forty. Oh yeah. It, like, and, and you can start by just contributing nothing, and then you can see how my play is. Yeah, well that's check true. TikTok, yeah. Right? Oh, that's nice. All right. Well, we'll do. Hey, you know what? Maybe we'll do a scouting analysis of uh, of your pickleball play. <laughs> uh oh, I think I opened myself up now. <laughs> That'll be great. Awesome, Craig. Appreciate yeah, your time. Yeah, yeah, great. Have a great weekend. There you go. That is uh, Craig Button from uh, TSN. We'll return. We got five questions, spec, and more on the Friday edition of the Gregor Show on Sports fourteen forty. Rolling through pause of Friday. Welcome back. How are you, Jason Gregor, Connor Halley, Wanye uh, Gretz? Although I can't see him, he's wearing shades. So I'm not. I think he's here, but I'm not sure. Right, so you know, can't trust anyone when you can't see their eyes. But uh, Manpreet Maria, uh, kind of two looks, booster juices. Almost looks like a. You, know, you, you almost like at for a second there, I thought you were like a cartoon cutout. Yeah, or just no. like not. You got your hands on the counter. You're not really moving. I'm just like, is this person alive over there? It's, it's like weekend at Wanye's. Like you know, just sitting there as the dead yeah. guy in studio. No, I'm very much alive. Oh. I uh, I'm I've got my Ray Charles on for Oilers haters right now. I don't see oh, them. You don't see them. I got sunglasses. I oh, got my Ray okay. Charles. Yeah, yeah. Can't see the haters, Gregor. Oh. We're on fire. What do you suppose Craig Button meant when he said, don't get Jordan Everly if you want to win the Stanley Cup? Does that mean, is it reverse psychology? Is he angling for a contract negotiation with Jordan's people? Or do you genuinely believe he doesn't see Jordan Everly as the hero that he is? I think it's the latter. Yeah. I, uh, um, I think Seattle is, I've heard they're trying to re-sign him as well. Um, but I, I would probably tend to agree with Craig. A- Edmonton, there's certain things they have to acquire. Like they, they need a little bit of more tenacity in their lineup on any line. And I think uh, a little bit more speed would help too. So that's what I'd be looking at. Let's get to uh, five questions brought to you by the brick and the 96 hour sale begins today. Uh, 25% off home entertainment, furniture and fireplaces. You can save up to 50% off of mattresses, 25% off bedroom and uh, dining furniture. So stop in for the next few days at the brick or the brick.com. <laughs> It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. Question one today for you guys. What went wrong last night for the Oilers in St. Louis? And we'll say the biggest problem. And how do you think they correct it for tomorrow's game against the Dallas Stars? I'd say the second period disease that they had was probably the problem where everything went terribly during the second period. That'd be my professional diagnosis. How's it corrected? Play better during the second period, I think, is all you can really hope for at this point. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I look at um, what went wrong. Well, was, there's a few things here, right? Um, it's four games now for the penalty kill, so that's a major concern. Last night, it's funny enough. Uh, they did allow two, but they killed off six. So that's 75%. It's a big increase considering they'd only killed off two of the previous seven. So I guess that's progress in, in a weird, odd way. But to me, they just they got to get back to consistency. It's that simple. You, you can't. You can have the odd bad shift or two where the other team's going to create chances. That's normal. That's going to happen every game. You can't have a whole period where it's a complete one-way street and and you're trying to go against the grain like they were because that's like they got outscored. They gave up four goals in the second period yesterday. You just can't do that in the NHL and win. Question number two. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Oilers' lines at practice today? They had Dryas, Edel, McDavid, Perry, Kane, Nuge, Hyman, Holloway, McLeod, Fogel, Janmark, Ryan Brown. Nah, I don't have much issue with it. It's Coach is uh, moving things around right now, trying to get a spark for his team. I, I don't... Uh, I, I wouldn't get too focused on the lines. They, they had pretty consistency for a while. Uh, it's kind of rare. I look around the league. There's, you know what, there's... there's they don't have enough guys scoring consistently to just keep the lines together, right? A coach would would coach would love to do it, but no coach is. Oh, guess what? We're going to keep this line together. Oh, they haven't scored in two months. Well, hey, let's just keep doing it. That's just not how it works. So, um, you know, he's hoping to find a, a combination someplace. We'll see how it goes. Oof, did that just break? I think it did. Good heavens! I would say that every time I see Corey Perry on the ice, Connor, I double take, like. I am double taken hard. He doesn't look like somebody, I don't know, it's very weird. Like when, when Milan Lucic got here, it was the same way. It took a few months to kind of process. But Corey Perry, uh, effective last night for sure, but just strange in an Oilers jersey. Yeah, I mean, still has it in, inside that blue paint region. He's still got the hands, right? Uh, question number three. The NHL will apparently hear Morgan Riley's appeal today. If you were in Morgan Riley's camp and you're you're trying to sell a, uh, a lower penalty, what would you be saying to the Department of Player Safety? Well, honestly, I don't... It's <laughs> a really good question, Cons. I don't... Um, I guess they're going to try to go super slow motion and say, you know, he meant to hit him in his shoulder and the stick rode up. Like, there's not much else you can say at that point. I think they got him pretty dead to rights. I don't think you're going to be able <laughs> to do much of just going through the motions to try to show an appeal. Yeah. Question number four. In honor of the dunk contest in the NBA's All-Star Weekend tomorrow night... What do you think in-game play or dunk contest is the greatest dunk of all time? Well, it's Vince Carter. I I, I can't think of any dunk. Um, when he went through the leg, you hadn't seen it before, it was the it was the best dunk. Like, I know, you know, Jordan, everybody talked about we went from the baseline. Yeah, that was great. But the, the, the whole sequence of uh, Vince Carter that year, but the Vince Carter dunk, 
before or after none have been as impactful. Well, you said both big dunks there because I was going to say the Jordan one from the line when he flew through the air and when he landed, yeah. he'd invented Air Jordans. Yeah, it was good. That's Unbelievable. Right. Yeah, no, that's pretty true. Like that one is definitely more lucrative. Yeah, I'm going to throw in the uh, Vince Carter 2000 Sydney Olympics over that giant from France. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was something. Okay, final question for you guys. Hypothetical Friday. If you could try any food right now, past or present, it could be an extinct animal, hypothetically, which food would you try? Ooh, good question, man. Um, God. Um, so it has to be an animal? No, no. It could oh. be anything. Anything you would eat. I could try any food right now that I've never tried? I mean, you could have tried it before and you just want it again. Oh, well, dude, that's so basically what's my favorite food is the question. Yeah, but I mean, you could go, <laughs> you could be more adventurous and try something wild. Like a mastodon or something. Oh uh, yeah, um, I'm not really into the gamey stuff. If I'm being honest, it's not. Uh, Is a mastodon gamey? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't it be? Would have been dead for millions of years. But if if I got it, but if a mastodon came back and it would be fresh, I'm guessing it would be a little gamey. Could be. Uh, right. So yeah, no, I would. Uh, I'm I'm probably not the most adventurous eater. If I if I'm being honest, so. I would, uh, um, I, I can't eat red meat as much as I used to. So I would like to, uh, to be able to eat as much red meat as I could without any uh, after effects. That's what I would like. I would, uh, shout out bubblegum shrimp. I can see him from the studio. I look over there. I think if you can name a better Tom Hanks themed restaurant, I'd love to eat there. I can't. I would love to go have bubblegum shrimp. I assume they sell some sort of shrimp platter yeah. of some sort. They do. Whew. Cons, what about you? Uh, you know something I've had before? Quiznos used to have a really good pizza sub that they don't have anymore, so I think that would be really good <laughs> yeah. if given the opportunity. And there's also this thing, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right, but a Densuke watermelon, and apparently it's like at least $3,000, so I think I'd try that one. A Densuke watermelon? It's black, yeah, it's black on the outside. Ooh. It's crazy expensive, so Ooh. probably one of those two. One's more realistic. I like that you looked up to that, a Densuki watermelon. Yeah, well, I'm not too adventurous either, so the animals might be a little risky. This is just apparently a watermelon that's a little sweeter, so it seems safe. There was a roast beef sandwich at Rexall Place on the second floor of the old stadium. All right. Maybe three final years at Rexall, they had a roast beef sandwich, and it was so good that we wouldn't eat on purpose. Just so you could go Just to it. go eat the sandwich. And when I ate the sandwich the last time, I said to the guy, will this be coming to the new arena? And he said, hmm. And I knew it wasn't coming. You knew. It was and bad. it was delicious. Well, that's fair. Then you know what? That's a, that's a really good answer. I would go with Roadrunner um, Donair oh. off of White Ave. Oh, God. That was unbelievable. It's one of the greatest Donairs ever. Or even you know, if we're going old school, like how many people missed Funky Pickle Pizza? I was just going to say, I yeah. had corn on the pizza. Uh, well, I had honey. That's the only place I ever had a little sprinkle of honey on it. Like, but it was just kind of like you, you. It was just about you'd go to Funky Pickle. It was almost like an after-hours bar. Everybody was waiting in line. It was nice. Hey, where were you guys at tonight? And then sometimes you meet up with people. You end up going to an after party at someone's house that you met in line at Funky Pickle Pizza. Like it was really, it was like almost a, a, the uh, the after place of the bar and sometimes you'd be like i remember it's like okay i can stay here for 50 more minutes or i can go to funky so i can get in line 
Right? Like, that was, it was that good. Remember when they got those army trucks? I knew they weren't fooling around at Funky Pickle when they had those no. army trucks for, I can't remember what festival we were at, and they showed up. My yeah. goodness. I don't know. That was great. Good pizza. Let's get to uh, Connor Halley Sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. Of course, they have uh, all the answers for tires, but also high-level mechanics. If you have any mechanical issues, you need them fixed, book it today at FountainTire.com. Here's Connor Halley. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.